This is Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we are going to be talking about giving yourself permission to fail. I'm sort of excited because we have sun today and like not hot, but like over 50 today. So oh, it's really that's nice. nice. We have that too. It's warm <clears throat> and sunny and very, very windy. Um, oh. And yet, and last night it was pouring rain. So the sun feels particularly welcome. Oh, good. Well, after we're done being in the studio (laughs) had to go outside and enjoy it well you might just look at it out the window right because it's really windy out there my hair would get so messed up if i went outside (laughs) (laughs) because my hair is always perfect (laughs) (laughs) hey is it didn't you get a compliment on your hat head like a week ago i did that's the high quality of my haircut that even with a hat head it looks okay (laughs) that's why i like my haircut (laughs) It's excellent. <laughs> uh, well, today we are talking about permission to fail. Yeah, it's an interesting concept to me because failure doesn't seem like something I get to decide on. Oh, really? Give, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. Obviously, I haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like I don't. Th- I guess I don't consider it a lot. Maybe that's it. Well, and that may be the beauty of um, being good with good enough is that it's not an issue. Yeah, like there are some things that you will do better at than other things, and that's you know you work harder at it or you don't do it or whatever. Right. Yeah, I don't think I'm hung up on avoiding things I might fail at. Although I think we've talked about before, there um, there's certain things I feel I'm bad at, like drawing. So I would never become a urban sketcher. I would never even <laughs> consider doing that. But that's less about failure and more about enjoyment. I think. Right. Well, but you are um, doing hand lettering. Yes. Which takes a certain eye and a certain coordinate, you know, hand-eye coordination. and Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but making letters is different from drawing a couch. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> a couch. As you learned in Pictionary right. years ago. That has so scarred you forever. It has. This is literally in the 80s, and I I, I think I was just starting to date my husband, and I I remember that feeling very embarrassed, I think, that no one recognized my darn couch. Um, But yeah, I I guess I think if I fail to do well at something like hand lettering, that's no big deal. To me, that's not failure, Mm -hmm. perhaps. It's like, I think, when I think of failure, I guess I think of a bigger scale, like, 
you know, starting a business that fails. And if I were afraid that I was going to fail at a business, I've started a couple. I'm glad I didn't wasn't afraid to fail, or or maybe yeah, I just didn't think that I might things. fail. Yeah. Well, and you know that actually brings up a good point is because um, the f- failure often really only happens. I'm not sure how to say this, but. Um, if you if you stop trying, mm-hmm. like failure happens when you give up, right? But isn't it true you can fail at something you're trying at, or is that not true? Yeah, but if it, and then if you stop, then you stop at failure. If you keep it's trying, it's not failure till you stop. Got it? Like, yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Um, but I think, you know, that, that it's really interesting just hearing how you think about it, because I think that is the difference between being um, caught up in perfectionism is that failure feels um, feels much more imminent, much more worrisome, much more possible. Um, and it definitely factors into the equation of whether or not to try something. Right. Oh, gosh, that made me feel sad when you, those words, it actually made me feel kind of tense and sad for people who feel that way. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, yeah, but I, and that, I mean, that's sort of the feeling. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're not a happy-go-lucky gal like me, and you have those feelings, (laughs) you, you, I'm, I'm thinking based on the topic that we're discussing today, that, you can have control over whether you feel that way. You can give yourself permission to make that risk if you right. try hard. How, do you, how, how does that work? Well, and I think that happens when you change your percep- perception of what is failure. Mm-hmm. and mm, Of what um, is failure. Oh, yeah. 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 And so... Um, one of the ways to do that is to, and I think we've talked about this a few times, but to think about things as a experiment or practice. You know, because if you're practicing, you're expecting to make errors. Mm-hmm. And so you're working to improve that. Or if it's a practice like yoga practice, you just show up however you are and do the best you can at that time. And that's a success. Yeah, it's no only if. To- fail at yoga it doesn't seem to me Uh, the only way you fail at yoga is by not getting on the mat right right so as long as you're trying that's a success right but if you mean everything as a practice as practice Mm -hmm. that doesn't then failure doesn't enter into it right okay we're done Yep, it's been nice talking to you. (laughs) What a lovely, lovely episode. (laughs) Yeah, but but I think that's like the real key is is shifting your perception of what's failure. And like I said at the beginning, um, you know, there's a, I think it's a Japanese proverb that's fall down seven times, stand up eight, Mm. and that sort of points at the same thing that, you know, falling down isn't a failure as long as you keep standing up. 
Right. I'm sure there are many examples of that figure, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, when I think about things like, the thing that just popped in my head is, you know, you I always heard about how uh, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen got turned down mm-hmm. by a bazillion publishers before somebody f- finally published Chicken Soup for this. Yeah, it was like a ton, like an yeah. ungodly number of publishers turned them down. Right, and if they considered being turned down by a publisher a failure, they would not be bazillionaires. Right. Well, it's right. the or, same as Edison and the light bulb. Right, and we would be sitting here in the dark <laughs> if it weren't if Edison <laughs> weren't afraid, hadn't given himself permission to fail. There you go. Hadn't given himself permission to fail like however many thousands of times he did before he right. came up with the one that really worked. Right. The I just was listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast, thanks to you, uh-huh. and oh, heard him say that uh, the his big book, um, the four day work week, no, four hour work yeah. week, four hour uh, work week was declined many, many, many times by publishers. So, wow. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I think of I mean, there's one thing to work to me, I'm thinking about this out loud. It's like one thing to be concerned that you're going to do poorly in a hobby. There's another thing to like invest a whole lot of money in like starting a business and do those people who are willing to take that risk, do you think they have given themselves permissions to fail? Or do you think, are they just living in fear all the time? Or what do you suppose? Well, you know, I think the thing, and this is what I've seen time and again in my coaching practice, is that you have to have the mindset, um, or let me put it this way, if you can embrace the mindset that it's okay to fail, you're more likely to succeed. Mm-hmm. If you're in the mindset that I can't fail, it makes it much harder to succeed. Because the stakes are so high. Right. And it and it narrows you down. It, like, it sort of puts you in tunnel vision so you can't see all the possibilities that would allow you to move forward the way you want to move forward. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you have worked with clients who um, have this concern or this yes, abs- challenge? Yeah. Yeah. And how do it's, you help it's, them? You know, it depends on, um, you know, the specifics depend on each situation, but it's this, it's the same sort of idea is allowing yourself to take the risks that get you where you want to go and and knowing that um you know in in nlp there are a bunch of sort of beliefs that support the the um ideas of of nlp of neuro-linguistic programming and one of them is um there's no failure only feedback Hmm. and so you know like i said changing that mindset to like when you try something, you get information and maybe it didn't work the way you wanted it to, but now you have information to try something new. Right. And if you're in that space of where it's okay to fail, then you can try things, have them not work quite the way you want them to, adjust, and then move forward from there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And do you have like advice or techniques for helping people make that shift so that they can give themselves permission to fail? Well, um, 
I think it it really keeps coming back to shifting your definition of what's failure mm-hmm. and shifting your definition of what's success. If success is trying and failure is not trying, you behave very differently than if success is getting it right and failure is getting it wrong. Right. Wow. That's powerful stuff. Yeah, I'm like, I want to write that down. Thank goodness. Yeah, I know. That was really good. That was really well said. (laughs) I thought you had written it down. That just came out of your head, huh? That just came out of my mouth. Oh, dear. Now, by the time we finish recording, I'll have forgotten it. Oh, but it's recorded. (laughs) You can write it down later. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. I really was concerned that you needed to stop recording so you could write it down now. uh, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thankfully, we have technology. Yes. Yeah. But no, that's to me, that's that's profound. That's powerful because that's a big a big shift. But it doesn't feel well, I don't know, but it doesn't feel like climbing a mountain to make that shift. Right. Right. Although I'll tell you, that is. that's the mentality I used to climb mountains. Uh, uh. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so um, I don't know if you remember, you know, I climbed a lot with other people. And then um, on January 1st, a number of years ago, I wanted to climb by myself. And um, you may recall, I sent you the information because I was going to be out of cell zone. And I said, you know, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing. This is who to call if you don't hear from me by X time. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was. I did not enjoy that message. Uh, I mean, I was happy to help you, but I thought, geez, Louise, if you're that, if you I don't put myself in situations like that, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I was just I being very cautious. Mm-hmm. I didn't well, think there well, was any I was problems. being very cautious. I was staying in at my desk chair. You were being less <laughs> cautious. You were climbing a mountain by yourself, a big mountain by yourself. <laughs> but the, the, the point of bringing it up is that... <laughs> That's okay. I, um, the entire time I gave myself permission to stop. Mm. And, and so it's by, I, success was trying and paying attention to what felt right to me and doing that. So Mm -hmm. at any moment I gave myself permission, like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, I wasn't even sure that I was going to do it. And the night before, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get my stuff ready for the morning. And then if I wake up and I feel like going, I'll go. So I woke up. I felt like going. I went, okay, I'm just going to drive to um, the mountain. And then I'll decide. So I drove to the mountain. It's like, okay, I still feel like going. I'm just going to. And I just sort of set these um, milestones um, the whole way saying, you know, I'm just, I'm going to go this far and I'm going to see how I'm feeling. And, um, uh, if I am done, I'll turn around and go back to the car. If I'm, if I want to keep going, I'll keep going. Mm-hmm. So by giving myself permission, virtually every step of the way to turn around and it was still a success mm-hmm. because really the, 
the main thing was I just wanted to get to the mountain. So anything after that was gravy. Wow, that's very interesting. I could see how useful that would be. Yeah. yeah, it's it's you know another metaphor that people use a lot is driving at night. You know, you can't see where you're going, and you may know you can look at a map and say, "Oh, I'm here, and I want to go to," you know, "I'm in Portland, and I want to drive to St. Louis." But um, or you know maybe for us it would be I'm in Ogden Utah and I want to drive to St. Louis <laughs> with a strange dog in the back seat. <laughs> very strange, um, <laughs> but very sweet. Yeah. Except for when she smelled my breath in the middle of the mor- in the morning. She was not very nice about it. <laughs> anyway, um, but so you 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 know generally speaking where you want to go and you know generally speaking how you're going to get there but you can when it's dark out you can only see as far as your headlights are Mm -hmm. so you're like constantly reassessing like am i still on the right route am i headed in the right direction because you can only see you know a hundred or two hundred feet ahead of you right so and you can still so you can you you can't um you can't say, you know, I'm going from Port, uh, Portland to St. Louis um, exactly this way because you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know generally which way you're going to go, but the exact way you go, the exact speed you go, the exact places you turn off, you don't necessarily know until you get to those places. Mm-hmm. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So when you think about that in terms of, you know, stuff in our day to day lives, um, even, you know, we've we talked about it a lot in terms of hobbies of, um, you know, what choose. Make a choice up front about what success is, Um, you know, is that the amount of time you do it? Is it, you know, a certain like I don't know how you go about learning hand lettering are you you know practicing in um, particular styles are you you know working through a book are you you know but like set yourself up so that the the effort the trying is the success mm-hmm. absolutely yeah that's absolutely how I operate rewarding effort not outcome uh, but the flip is, I mean, I, and I focus on that, but the, the flip side is true as well. Predefining what failure is, and if failure is simply not trying or not showing up, as in yoga, then um, that's good to know in advance, rather than failure, yeah. as you said, failure being being able to have a perfect, uh, what, sun salutation or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. Or winning. Are there yoga competitions? Winning a yoga competition. There aren't <laughs> yoga competitions, are there? <laughs> you know, I hope not, but I'm guessing there probably are. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. But so, you know, just thinking back about the, the whole idea of permission to fail is you're giving yourself permission to fail as many times as you need to to get where you want to go mm-hmm. yeah that's another way to think about it yeah i would think 
this if I were some, uh, somebody who was af afraid of failure, if I were a perfectionist who, for whom this was a big issue, I think these words would feel very liberating. I feel liberated by them, and I don't even wrapped up in it. <laughs> I do, too. I'm thinking, like, why the hell do I get stuck with this kind of thing? Mm -hmm. I know this. <laughs> well, yeah. Which is, you know, just to say that it's not easy to, you know, just to be like, oh, okay, I learned this thing and now I'm going to act like that. It's a, it, That too is a process. And that too is a way that you can practice this way of thinking of allowing yourself the permission to keep trying regardless of how it turns out. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. And we gave ourselves yeah. permission to, to make this a shorter episode if we wanted to. We did. As we do every episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. You always say that like right before we stop recording or start recording. And um, and it always makes me laugh. Yeah, that's why I do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but really, truly, I mean, I feel kind of feel like we covered it. Yeah. Do you? I was sort of like running through things in my mind a little bit mm -hmm. about this whole idea. And... Um, I guess it really does boil down to thinking about things as a practice and that, you know, failure, depending on how you define it, is inevitable. Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity for you to learn and try something a different way. It's also, you know, it's also okay to decide to stop. You know, like, mm -hmm. hey, this isn't working out the way I want to. Right. Um, it's, you're, so I'm going to choose to not do this anymore. Yeah, that's success. If you can step away from something that's not working out. Right. Uh, so make you that choice. Yep. But it's very different from quitting something if, that you're failing at. Right? Right. Right. Interesting distinction. Like if you're, if you're feeling bad because you're not doing it at the level that you want to be doing it. Mm -hmm. It's very different than, hey, I've tried this, and it turns out that it's just not my thing. Right. It's very different. And, you know, and it's like at the, you know, when I was on the mountain, like I had total 100% permission with myself to turn around at any moment. And mm -hmm. I would still have felt good about what I did. And I, I venture to say you'd feel have felt good about turning around if you if you you judged that you made the judgment that you needed to for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I felt that I I you know energy or stamina wise wasn't feeling how I wanted to feel or conditions changed or mm -hmm. you know it just wasn't fun anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know fun's relative when you're doing something like that, but. Um, you know, if I just wasn't into it. Yeah. Then it would have been okay. It would have been a sign of strength to turn around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, uh, but I'm trying to think of other examples of where, um, you know, giving yourself permission to make a different choice. And I guess that's what it is, is, is you're, you're choosing as opposed to f feeling like, um, 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in touch with the feelings of like, Ooh, I don't want to do this because I'm no good at it. Mm. Um, versus, you know, I'm not getting what I want out of this and I've been trying for a while, so I'm just going to try something else. Mm-hmm. Or you can also stop doing something just because you're tired of doing it, even though you were a success at it. And the people who change careers or stop doing certain activities. Right. Um, you can you can choose to walk away and it's still a success. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that, that that's what the, the keys are, is choosing, um, having it be a practice, you know, that the, the, the success is in, in the trying and, um, and giving yourself permission for it not to turn out the way you want it to. Mm-hmm, right. That definition, that advanced... That's the, just giving thought to what the definition of failure is for you, I would think would take a lot mm-hmm. of the power out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if failure ends up being not showing up, then it's so much easier to succeed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that makes me think of, you know, I had a client I've had many clients who I've done a similar sort of thing with, but um, this one client comes to mind in particular who wanted to um, uh, walk every day before work. And, um, you know, as people often do when they decide something like that, you know, she's like, I want to walk every day for an hour before work. Mm -hmm. And, that that often sets you up for failure. It's going to be hard to to meet that. But what we did was um, we we helped her set herself up for success by getting her walking clothes out and ready the night before. And all she had to do was get up out of bed, put those on, and stand on the front porch. And that met her definition of success that day. That that counted. Yep, that uh-huh. that counted. That met. Yeah. That meant success, and then she could do whatever she wanted. And, uh-huh. you know, it, it creates a little momentum so that, you know, if you take the time to get dressed and stand on the porch, you know, you might just walk down to the end of the block and back. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, she had a regular walking habit. But it started by redefining what success was. Mm-hmm. And failure was just not putting on her stuff that she had already set out. In a, in a situation like that, she could have missed a day, chosen not to put on her clothes, and maybe she would have failed that day, but she wouldn't be a failure at her habit. Right. Well, and it's the thing that failed. It's not about her as a person. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, if you make that first step that, that, you know, that whatever it is you have to do for it to count so small, like she could still, even if she was running late or had something going on or whatever, you know, she could, she could make a purposefully make a choice in advance, as opposed to the, oh, I don't feel like it today. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, that, that brand of making a quote unquote choice, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, um, uh, you know, it, the, I don't feel like it can get, um, taken care of with the Well, I just have to get on the front porch, just mm-hmm. put on my shoes and get on the front porch versus the, um, um, you know, you, you have to do the whole hour. And then, you know, if she knows that, if she knew that she was going to have something that was going to make it difficult, then she would m- purposefully in advance sort of moderate what success would mean for just that next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that sort of that planning and making an agreement with yourself to do something that's doable makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Yeah. Well, anything else to say about permission to fail? Uh, no, I don't think so. I've, I've enjoyed hearing, learning more about it. <laughs> I know it's a foreign topic for you, isn't it? I think it might. I, I didn't realize it, but I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> it's always so interesting to to learn um, uh, to learn how different our thinking is when I always think of us as being so simpatico. We are simpatico, but we're different from each other. I guess that's right? true. I mean, we get we get along well, but yeah, I know. So yeah, we're we're such good friends. I always think I think figure you think like I do, but nope. Right. what's going on under the hood is different (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) all right well um so we would love to hear from you do you um how do you feel about failure how do you feel about success do you give yourself permission or not you can uh Leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Um, You can head over to our website at gettingtogoodenough.com and leave us a comment on the show notes. um, Or you can click on any of the links to our social media and um, head over to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, But for now, thank you for listening. And this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. I forgot to watch the time. (laughs) (laughs) You did just fine.